most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Nigga, we made it. Your voice cracked a little, bro. Well, I was screaming. What the hell you expect? I'm not a goddamn singer. It is Friday. I do the opera. Am I Mariah Carey? Good morning. What's happening? How y'all yes, feeling? I am feeling wonderful. I'm feeling great. Shout out to everybody. Uh, you know, South by Southwest uh, starts this week. If you don't know what South by Southwest is, it's, uh, it's a huge conference that goes on for about uh, two weeks. Uh, a lot of it is tech. And uh, we kicked it off uh, two nights ago. It was uh, HBCU night, Battle of the Brain. So they had uh, many different colleges, HBCUs from uh, Howard, Hampton, uh, Fam, you, you name it, all the colleges were out there, they were battling, they were talking tech, and then as a surprise, after they spent like a 12, 14 hour day of uh, doing tech, they had a huge party after which I DJ. so shout to all the students. And then yesterday, I did Talk Shop Live. I didn't know what Talk Shop Live was, and so... I still don't know what the hell Talk Shop Live is. You did Talk, talk Shop, Shop Live. Live. They told me you did Talk Shop Live when your book came out. I did Talk Shop Live when my book came out? Yes, it's... Oh. Uh, it's like a, um, I would say like a home shopping network for people to uh, come on and, and be able to purchase your book or pre-order your book and uh, they can ask you questions. Oh yeah, on YouTube, right? It's uh, They have their own app, but it's also on YouTube, yeah. Yeah, I did that here. You did it here? Yeah, I did it from the station. I did it from the station, yeah. yeah. salute to Talk Shop Live. So I did it from the crib yesterday, so you can go on Talk Shop Live, you get an autographed copy of the book, and but uh, me and the wife, you can ask us anything uh, pertaining to book or anything. So we were on there for about an hour and a half. We had a, a couple thousand people on there just talking about relationships and things that people are going through and difficulties and insecurities, everything about relationships. It was really, really good last night. It was uh, therapeutic for myself and my wife. So shout out to everybody. And uh, if you haven't pre-ordered the book, make sure you pre-order it now. And shout again to everybody from Talk Shop Live. I had a great time. All right. Well, you said South by Southwest. I'm leaving for there this weekend. So I'm interviewing Lizzo, and I'm excited. You know, she's got a show coming to Prime Video, mm-hmm. a series. So that should be exciting. I actually got a chance to watch it. It comes on later this month. But she's looking for dancers to join her on her tour. But they're all big girls, and they're pretty amazing. Okay. Y'all fancy. I'm going to be on Club Couch this weekend. Okay, I got, mo- I got movies to catch <laughs> up on, and I got TV shows to catch up on. Okay, that's what I'm looking forward to doing this weekend. I'm looking forward to going to the grocery store and buying me some hamburger meat. And I told the kids we're making our very own ghetto burgers this weekend. Oh, that's nice. Okay. That's nice. That's I mean, a hamburger, you can put anything you want on it. You know what my six-year-old said to me? I can put candy on it? No. I didn't mean that you type said of anything. anything. Yes, I did, you did say anything. You said anything. I did, but I had to be more specific after I said anything. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm heading out to uh, Houston as well this weekend. My son has a game, so I got to fly out there for his game and come I right back. I have no cheerleading competitions this weekend. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I am so thankful. <laughs> You have no idea how thankful I am. And I'm gonna tell you how much that look I'm gonna tell you how much that that is work. All right. right? Of me. course it's work for my daughter, but it's mm-hmm. work for the parents. When you start looking at the schedule That's and right. you're like, when do we have a weekend off from cheer? From just being there. Well, you got your weekend. I have my weekend this weekend. I haven't had a weekend off in three weeks <laughs> from that cheerleading, and I cannot wait to do absolutely nothing this weekend. 
I am looking forward to it. Well, okay, I'm going to have snacks. I'm on the road. All right. I'm on the road. And the funny thing, before we go in, you know, they have, if you don't know, like, so they have a tournament. It usually starts from 9 to 7, right? And then it shows you the schedule. It's not like your kid just got a game at 5 p.m. and you could chill at 5. They might have a game at 9. Then they got a game at 2. That's the same thing with cheerleading. And you right. can't leave. That's right. And then they got the award ceremony at cheerleading. <laughs> yes, so you yes. gotta, it's too much. It's too much. I thank God I have a weekend off this weekend. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, let's get the show cracking. Uh, Senator Nina Turner will be joining us this morning. Yes, indeed. We, we got a lot to kick it with her, with everything that's going on in this world, with politics, Ukraine, Russia, anything that you need to know, we're going to discuss with as, her this morning. As, as, as the good sister Nina Turner says, um, you know, you may not do politics, but politics going to do you. Mm-hmm. So you better pay attention. And also, uh, Caribbean artist Shanisa will be joining us this morning. You mean Shansia? What did I say? Shanisa, I meant Shansia. 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 Yeah, she'll be doing Freaky Freaky Friday this morning, and her uh, debut album, Alpha, is out today also. All right, well, let's get into it. We're going to start the show off with a world premiere. Shout out to the brother Little Dirk. This is Little Dirk featuring Summer Walker. It's called The Difference. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. That was Little Dirk, Summer Walker. Now, make sure uh, you stream his album. His album is out today. So, shout out to Durko. All right. Durk, came out, Durk dropped the album today? Yeah, dropped the album okay. today. All right. Well, let's get in some front page news. Now, last night, everybody was talking about this game. Woo-hoo! Brooklyn Nets versus the 76ers. <laughs> let's right? go. Ben Simmons didn't play, though. Uh, Harden did. Harden uh, only had, I believe, 11 points. Harden was no, terrible last yeah, night. Yeah, Harden only had 11 points. But the Brooklyn Nets beat the 76ers 129 to 100. You could okay. definitely feel the tension. You could see the tension. You could hear the tension. But uh, the Brooklyn got the best of the 76ers last night. That's their fifth win in 21 games. Mm-hmm. Now, what else we got, Yeezy? All right. So, if you were wondering, when am I going to be able to take this mask off on planes and on the train? Well, they said the federal mask mandate for transportation is extended through April 18th, at least for right now. So, we'll see if they extend it. But that's the shortest extension they've done. Uh, previously, they were for 90 days. So, right now, it's just... It's just extended through April 18th. I guess it's a wait and see type of thing. And Major League Soccer has announced they will leverage a historic $25 million loan from a syndicate of black banks, marking the first time that any sports league has participated in a major commercial transaction exclusively with black banks. So this is all facilitated by the nonprofit, the National Black Bank Foundation. And it's the partnership uh, a step toward ongoing efforts by Major League Soccer in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space. So that's pretty dope to hear mm-hmm. as we're encouraging people to use black banks as well. All right. And Major League Baseball, they have uh, their union has reached a labor deal. So it's going to be a 162-game season. And players did stri- uh, strike a labor pact yesterday. It was a 99-day lockout. So they're still going to have their full season for this spring and summer. So they're thrilled to say that now we can finally play ball. So it was originally scheduled to be opening day March 31st, but they did uh, push that opening day back, but it's still going to be able to fit in 162 games. Did y'all know that? It was a lockout? I don't watch baseball. I, mean, I knew it was a lockout, but I told you I don't watch baseball. Baseball was much more exciting when everybody was on steroids. I, I I'm do, not into baseball. I do watch baseball playoff time, um, but other than that, not really. I used, to, I used to take my dad all the time to baseball games, but 
And you know what's crazy? I knew it was a lockout, and I wasn't even interested in what they were striking for because I was like, man, they get so much money. <laughs> what, could they, what could they be striking for? I still don't know. What well, the, the collective bargaining agreement expired December 1st, but one of the things that this new contract does allow is for them to sell advertising on their uniforms for the first time. Oh, wow. Oh, that's good. So that's a big deal. So uh, I'll never see what they advertising because I don't watch the sport. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. Whatever you want to discuss, talk about, get off your chest. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Jay. Hey, Peace, Jay. Jay. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I wanted to discuss, I read that um, Kim Kardashian and her, you know, family said something about, like, working, like, women aren't successful. Something those lines because we don't want to get up off our behinds and work. And nobody wants to work anymore. And I just feel like that was very, very pretentious of her to say, especially given that she's coming from a family of privilege and has a lot of time to put into her passions. A lot of us don't have that. You're going right. to tell me that all the teachers, doctors, nurses, police officers, firefighters out there are not getting up and working. I don't know what she meant about that statement, but I found it very offensive. Why did you find it offensive, though? I mean, everybody has to work hard. All of those people you named are on their way to work right now. She never said that if you work a certain, if you work harder than everybody else, you'll become a billionaire. She just said everybody got to work. Well, she said it seems like nobody wants to work these days, but there's a lot of people working really hard. Yeah, but you know what's so crazy about that? We sit around here every day and we say those exact same things. We talk about how this generation doesn't want to put in the work. You know, if you have a business, you're trying to hire people. You're like, damn, it's hard to hire people because people don't be wanting to work. We talk about, we have these conversations all the time. We talk about how these, you know, restaurants are paying $15 an hour, $18 an hour right now, and nobody wants to go get these jobs. We have those discussions. Yeah, but who can live off of fifteen, eighteen dollars an hour? And you have, you know, celebrities and athletes getting paid millions and millions, and us grinding every day and paid pennies. And I agree with you, but yeah, I you think can that's say people, um, people don't want to work for fifteen dollars an hour, and they should be making more because of the work that they're doing is so important. But we can't act like people aren't successful because they're not working. There's some people who are working like three jobs. Well, but why are we comparing ourselves? Well, why are we comparing ourselves to celebrities Success and athletes? Subjective. I mean, just because she's a millionaire, that, that's her. That's hers. That's her. That's her profession. That's her profession. But you know, if, if somebody makes fifty thousand dollars, they can they you know they can look at themselves as successful. Man, that, that's some, doing well. There's somebody in South Carolina right now making fifty thousand dollars a year. They got a nice house. They got food on their table. They able to pay their bills and come and go as they please, and they are happy. That's success to me. Well, she felt a way about it. I saw a lot of people felt a way about because they don't comments, like Kim. But I think they. Well, I think part of <laughs> it is because no, they also yeah. And I saw people making some really valid points that like him, but they also feel like, well, she does come from a really privileged background, so it's not like she had the same struggles as people who really have to get up off their ass and work. So you shouldn't. She would have been okay regardless. So, so a, not saying that she doesn't work hard and that she hasn't earned. Well, we don't know if she'd have been okay. Uh, okay. I would say I that, but I, I would. I, would, I, would I mean, say this. she I definitely was started off better than I. Did. Can I ask you know one question did? though? She did start off better is, than most, is, most is, is, Was her message? Was her overall message wrong? Just her message. Forget it, forget it being her. To get up out there and work? Was her message wrong? I don't think so. 
So if the logic is if you come from a place of privilege or if you didn't grow up in the hood or if you didn't struggle, we can't listen to you try to motivate us. Is that, is that what we're saying? I think it's kind of the way she said it. Like no, she said nobody wants to work. We say stuff like that all the time. Nobody. I've heard that. I've heard that come out of the mouth of people in this room. I don't know. I work really hard, so I I'm, can't agree with that. I believe the president and said I'm, that we need to, to get back out there and get back to working, and they wanted to slow down some of the money that was going out because he felt people didn't want to work because of all the PPP and unemployment in. that was going out. I thought the president even said that, but I mean, I think people are saying that because of who she is. I um, agree, but you know, I mean, well, we. I think we should talk about it next hour anyway. 800-585-1051. Uh, get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's good? Hey, out of Atlanta, man. What's going on? How y'all doing? Peace, King. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, I had a question, man. I know, like, for, for politicians, like, we, we, we ask, like, what are specifically they doing for us? our community or whatever. So I had that same question for like the black owned banks. Like do they have the programs specifically just for us or it's I know oh, no. I interviewed the guy recently on the show. Yeah, One United, right. Kevin Coy from One United. Kevin Coy from One United definitely has programs specifically for us. I, I can't speak to everybody else, but definitely uh Kevin Coy. And I know Greenwood Bank as well. Okay. All right. I was just wondering. No 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 shots or nothing, just wondering. Yeah, have a good morning. Oh, follow me on IG, Mr. Bombay. Mr. Bombay, my guy, heard from you in a minute, man. I know, man. Been a while, man. I got to send y'all another care package. How the how the business doing? How the lemonade and vodka business doing, man? We doing we doing good, brother. We doing good. Appreciate the question, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> Congratulations, Kim. As always. Yes, as sir. Always. Have Thank a good one. Hello, who's this? Good morning, it's Lovey. Lovey, Lovey, hey, Lovey. peace, King. Peace, King, peace, King. First of all, I want to tell you why I'm blessed. I'm blessed, black, and highly favored that he gave me my ears to hear the Breakfast Club this morning. So I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm blessed. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that, man. We appreciate that. And, but what's got me stressed out, I'm a single father, and the struggle is real. I have to make a real-life decision because of these gas prices on his after-school program. Do I throw him out of basketball or jiu-jitsu? He loves them both. Uh, I'm, like, mm -hmm. in a struggle... I really don't know what to do, man. You said you're in a struggle because what now? He doesn't know because financially. He, he, because, you know, he can't afford to, you know, to pay for his gas when he has to take his kids after oh. school to New Jersey or basketball. You know what I mean? And I, and I think a lot of Americans right now are having that problem and that, and that difficulty. The fact that gas prices are so high and it, it didn't even just go up a little bit. It went from like $3 to over $5, close to $6 in some places, double the price. So, yeah, I, I, I understand it. What you're going through, brother? You know the sad part is it's going. It's probably going to have to be a sacrifice made, right? Right. Which sacrifice is, is for our children? Like we should, we sacrifice everything for our kids. At least real parents should. One hundred percent. I. You say your and kid. You like, say you say your child is in jujitsu. He's in jujitsu and basketball. Oh, jujitsu. I thought you said vijitsu. I thought you was talking about uh, uh, Professor Professor V's jitsu and Dr. Robert Evans. Oh no! I might have could have helped you in that, that department. I don't know anybody in the jujitsu world. Though. Where you from, bro? Yeah. So it's like I said, the struggle is. I just need your prayers, but I do want to tell you why I'm blessed because Yale University selected me to do a testimony commercial video will be aired across the world. I, I want you guys to see it. They gave me a, um exclusive rough video. I would love for you guys to see it, just to see a part of me that you know the world has never seen. All right. Well, you know what, brother? You got a cash app? Put your cash app out there, brother. Yeah, I'll give you a little something. 
L-O-V-E-Y. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to do it right now. Hold on while I'm sitting there because I'll forget. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Oh, uh, man. I just need a book from you, bro. Because of you, I, I want to tell you on a realness, because of you, me and my son have street therapy. Oh, that's amazing, that's brother. How real it is, bro. Oh, I'm going to send you a copy of The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health. Please, yo, I love you, God. I love you for Give that. Give us your cash app, though. L O V E Y X X L two one two. Is that your shirt size? That's <laughs> it says brown, right? It says brown. <laughs> yes, it says brown. <laughs> what kind of car you drive, brother? Oh man, you know, bro, we on the bus right now, okay? Cause the gas prices. No, because of my truck, my Cherokee is down right now, and look, I even, I, I'm not even on. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not on here trying to whine and cry, bro. I do anything and sacrifice anything to make my my kids happy. We so just I'm trying to throw a couple dollars that. in your account to get your kids to the basketball and, and, and uh, jujitsu, brother. That's all. We just trying to help a little bit. I just said something, Brown. Yeah. I put, I put in the memo for gas, and I'm gonna send you uh, the unapologetic guide to black mental health, my brother. Yo, I appreciate you, Envy. I watched you guys last night, Envy. I, I, I get so inspired by you guys. What you and your wife did yesterday, bro, is very humbling. It's uh, very humbling and therapeutic to other other people too, bro. So keep up the good work. He, I watch you too. I love you guys, man. Brown, I sent you some some bread too, man. Put that in your tank, man. Yeah, oh, I, man. I put four. I put four gas, Brown. Yeah, I put four <laughs> gas too. <laughs> All right, and I'm gonna send you the book, man. Please, Charlamagne. I love you guys. Yeah, love, I love you, King. You. Love you too. Thank you, Brown. Please. All right. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. Um, get it off your chest if you need to vent or anything, you can call us up. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Jesse Smollett. He was sentenced yesterday, and we'll tell you what that sentence is. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Jesse Smollett has been sentenced to 150 days in jail, and that is for lying to police by claiming that he was attacked and it was a racist and homophobic attack. So in court, here is what Jesse Smollett had to say. Action. <laughs> Man, shut up. Suicide. <laughs> I am innocent. Well, you know, he has been uh, charged, and this is was just his sentencing. So at the time, they said that he orchestrated a phony incident to advance his career. He did it for attention. He denies all of those claims, and he was found guilty of five counts of felony disorderly conduct, and he was found not guilty of the sixth charge, which was aggravated battery. This incident all went down in January of 2019. Here is some more of Jesse Smollett in court. I am not suicidal. I am not suicidal, and I am innocent. I could have said that I was guilty a long time ago. Hey, man, I respect the commitment, okay? What I think doesn't matter. What I, whether I, I think he did it or not, it doesn't matter. I do respect the commitment. He said he didn't do it. That's the story. He's sticking to it. I respect his commitment to the, his story. Now, Jesse Smollett's older brother, JoJo, said, I, 
uh, he he also posted, I am not, I am innocent. I am not suicidal. Our brother is innocent and we will keep fighting. Hashtag free Jesse. And here's what he had to say. I saw my brother get locked up within two weeks for being attacked. Do you know how crazy that is? They want to say in that court and say that he's the reason why folks aren't going to report hate crimes. None of you believed it. None of y'all believed it. We have letters from the NAACP, President Derek Johnson himself. We have letters from Rainbow Push Coalition, all saying that he should not be in jail. And they put him in jail. That judge chastised him. He chastised my brother. He does not deserve this. He was attacked. Do people never once think, what happens if, if he's telling the what truth? He's telling the truth. Do y'all ever think about how poorly you feel in that situation? He's in jail for five months. That is unacceptable. He is a survivor and he has been completely mistreated and this is this has to stop. I'm I'm confused. Didn't the African brother said that they actually attacked him? Well see that's what's so interesting about this, right? His brother said that has anyone stopped and said to themselves, What if he's telling the truth? What we think doesn't matter. What we can prove does. So if he was telling the truth, they should have been able to prove that in the court of law, but evidence said otherwise. But the African brothers said they did it, right? That's part of the evidence. So if they did it, it wasn't a hate crime, right? Because the African brothers said they actually did it, correct? That's part of the evidence that proves otherwise. Yeah. And, right. and then one of the African brothers was uh, one of his lovers, right? Allegedly. Now, see, I don't know about all that. Now. I thought they were in a massage see, see, you always take it too massage. Far. I don't I know thought, nothing I about that. that. It wait, wasn't wait, wait, why, why, I don't know nothing about that. Now. Was it something, what was it called? Happy, what, what, it was, what was it called? The massage place they were at? I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard this part of the story. They have said heard... they went to a massage place or one of those... Man, what episode of Empire was you watching? I, I have not. I've never allegedly. heard that part of the story. Okay. All right. Well, he was um, crazy. sentenced to 150 days in jail and 30 months probation. That is wild that he got more time than uh, people who raided the, 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 the Capitol building on yeah, January Yeah, he should go to jail for that, though. Like, it's six foul. months is wild. Like, they come feel that he should pay the money back for police, you know, resources. I but. feel like the fine could have been enough. But once yeah. again, like I always tell y'all on this radio, I cannot tell somebody uh, how to react to my actions. I can't pick and choose, you know, the consequences. But I think it's very wild that he got See? more time than people uh, on January 6th. I know it wasn't crazy. It says, I'm reading the Daily Mail. It says, new text reveal how Jesse Smollett discussed erotic massages and drugs with Nigerian brother weeks before the staged attack. What that got to do with anything? No, I just said that. And when I said that it was intimate with one of the, the dudes, you was like, no, like I was crazy. But I, Bro, yeah. I know it's Freaky Freaky Friday, but relax. That has nothing to do with what we're discussing right now. We're talking about this You just man. made me sound like I was crazy. We're talking about this man getting an unjust massages. sentence. I, I, okay? I understand, There but... is some people that got uh, less time for storming the Capitol on I January agree. 6th than uh, you know, Justice the, Smollett got for I agree, but don't make crime. it sound like I'm crazy. I know what I read. <laughs> Okay. You All good? Right. You want a hug from your lover? Let me give you a hug. I want a, I want a, I want a erotic massage. You give me erotic massage? It's so crazy that out of the, everything that happened in this story, all you were focused on was a massage. You, you see that? You see that? It wasn't about anything else to you. Hey, weren't they lovers? Didn't he give him a massage? No, I was just saying because it was a staged attack. I was just breaking down the facts. This man is in the courtroom. Telling people he's not suicidal. You know what I mean? This man probably going through it right now mentally and emotionally, even though we all got to deal with the consequences of our actions. And you that's what you got out of that story? Why does his hand look like that? Yeah. Why does that? <laughs> that's all you took from that story? Like, damn, bro. Jesus nothing Christ. Nothing to do with anything. All right. Nothing to do with nothing. All right. Now, Drake Friday. has explained. There's this video of him and Jack Harlow. By the way, they're in Turks and Caicos at Captain Oak's Tiki Bar. Shout out to Captain Oak. Oh, I've been there. Mm -hmm. That's the one that's in the middle of the water. They told me he was there when I went. Oh, that's my guy, Oki. I go there yeah. every single time. Like every, that's one of my favorite places to go when uh, I'm in Turks. When I was there in November, they was like, "Yeah, you was just Angela. You was just here." Mm. 
Well, anyway, Drake has been going there like nonstop. You know, he's got a house. He's building a house in Turks and Caicos. And so he was there with Jack Harlow. And there's this video that went viral. And you can see that Jack Harlow is lurking over Drake's shoulder and reading what he's typing. And for a while, it takes uh, Drake doesn't really catch on. But then uh, Drake commented on the video. He said, I swear I didn't know what was going on. I was Googling WTF a wing wing drink was. You all know what a wing wing drink is? Mm-mm, no. It's a cocktail with vodka, rum, tequila, bourbon, and scotch. Oh, that's too much. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, much. and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you for the hug. You all right? <laughs> you really need to grow up. Okay. I don't know what your problem is. Man. Grow up. All, all right. right. We, we got families. <laughs> when we come back, <laughs> we got front page news. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. As the largest black-owned bank, One United Bank knows you. They have your back with two-day early pay, unapologetically black Visa debit cards with no monthly fee and a highly rated mobile app. Join One United Bank at OneUnited.com today and spread the word. This club is getting some front-page news. Well, last night, the 76ers took on the Brooklyn Nets, and the Brooklyn Nets won by a whole lot. 29, right? I yeah, 29. 29. Yep. James Harden, I believe, only had 11 points. Ben Simmons didn't play, though. But Brooklyn Nets uh, definitely took that game. Is Ben Simmons going to ever play? I know he was dealing he with some mental up. health issues, but is he going to... What's up? He did the warm-up last night, but he didn't play. Um, and they say he had a back injury, but I'm like, he hasn't played. So how you get a back injury and you haven't played? I don't know. All right. What else we got, Yee? All right, well, let's give you some updates on what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. The Finnish president has spoken to the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, on Friday. And they're saying he's also expected to speak to Russian President Vladimir Putin. They're discussing the situation of the war in Ukraine and Finland's support and aid for Ukraine. So they are also talking about a safe evacuation of civilians through humanitarian corridors and the safety of nuclear facilities. So they're saying that conversation between the uh, president of Finland and Putin is planned for later on today. Now, the Russian defense minister is saying that everything is being carried out successfully and going according to plan, even though there are claims that Russia's military has encountered unplanned obstacles and resistance. They're saying the Russian army has received over 16,000 applications from volunteers in the Middle East wanting to join the war in Ukraine. Also, the number of refugees from Ukraine has reached 2.5 million, according to the U.N. They said the people who have fled has hit that number and that it's very tragic. I also was watching the news and they were saying that a lot of people that hadn't left initially didn't have any ties, other places or anywhere to go. But they just really have to get out. So, um... They're also claiming right now the EU is claiming they're going to double their support for Ukraine's military. That's the European Union. They voted on Friday today to double that financial support. And they said right now uh, they're planning to give over one billion dollars. They said everyone was completely aware that we have to increase our military support to Ukraine to continue putting pressure on Russia. So they doubled that $550 million to over $1 billion. Now, according to reports, they're saying the Russian army was poorly prepared for their invasion of Ukraine. And now they're facing a lot of difficulties on the ground, particularly in the logistical field and in the field of intelligence. So they're still trying to carry out attacks on Kiev, but they're actually taking control. Uh, That's a whole nother matter. They said that will take a long, long time. They're also caught up in a premature spring. And so the defrosting ground is causing mobility issues for the military, according to reports. 
Now, I also saw that McDonald's is abandoning Russia right now. And that's a big deal for them. They said um, McDonald's first opened in Moscow in January 31st of uh, 1990. And they said it was massive. You know how many people they served on the first day? Over 52 million. It was 30,000 in one day served Mm -hmm. in Moscow when McDonald's opened for the first time. That was a record for an opening day for McDonald's, period. They said the location even had to stay open for hours later than planned because of the crowd. So it was a big deal when they opened up that McDonald's back in 1990. People thought it was never going to happen. They said there's 850 locations, around 850 locations operating in Russia. But now they are pausing all of their operations on there, so does McDonald's update this billion number? Because remember, they used to say it was how many cert- people served. No, yeah, they they do they, they update it? No, I don't think they updated it. No. Hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you keep track of that? Uh, I'm not sure, but there's a lot mm. of McDonald's. So, mm-hmm. but it was a big deal in Russia. They said it took 14 years to bring McDonald's there, and so it was uh, doing way better than they expected. But now they are just pausing those services. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back, we have Senator Nina Turner joining us. Man, one of my leaders. I love Senator Nina Turner. Um, She is running for Congress in Ohio. That's right. Right now. So she'll be here to talk to us about that and a whole host of other things. Because as uh, Senator Nina Turner says, if you know, even if you don't do politics, politics will do you. So you need to pay attention. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest joining us today. That's right, one of my leaders. We have Nina Turner. Welcome, Senator Nina Turner. Senator Show Nina some Turner. damn respect. Sorry. <laughs> Good morning, Senator Yo, Nina Turner. You too. Good morning, baby. How are you? I am fine. I'm so <laughs> glad to be back here with the crew. Happy to have Beautiful. you. Beautiful. Now everybody wanted to know what your next political move was going to be. Yeah. And now you're running for Congress again. I am. In Ohio, why? You know, because the needs are great. The same reasons that motivated me to run in 2021 during that special election cycle continue to motivate me to run again. I believe that Cleveland, the greater Cleveland area, they need a fighter, somebody that's going to fight with and fight for the people. And so I'm running again. How can we get some of these bills passed in Congress? There's so many things that have been stuck. Like what needs to happen and why should people do need to go out and vote? But talk about the importance of that. Yeah, I mean, we definitely need to give people something to vote for. That's right. I mean, that's the main thing. It's a one-sided proposition, I think, sometimes for us to say, yes, people need to vote. And especially if you're black, we understand the historic impact and import, rather, of, be, or of, of wanting and needing to vote. Also, we need to elect politicians that's going to give people something to vote for. Uh, the quote in Vogue, giving them something they can feel. <laughs> we need some material conditions changed. You know, we need some Medicare for all. We need to cancel student debt. We know that people are trying to unionize, like Starbucks workers, for example, both in my state, this state, and all over the country. We had a lot of workers, as you all recall, even last year, just coming together, regardless of their political ideology, they were striking, mm-hmm. you know, for better uh, wages, work conditions, benefits. And so we need the federal government to step up and give people those things that they need to be able to live a good life. And I think if people start to see changes in their material conditions, they will come out to vote more. Is that bipartisan as far as higher wages, livable wages, better working conditions, canceling student loan debt? It should be. I mean, the last time I checked, red districts have poverty, too. They need mm-hmm. people. People need uh, health care. They need their student debt canceled. They need to be able to work in good jobs. 
to me, this is what we do to help people thrive, you know, get from surviving to thriving should not be a partisan issue. Now, it has become one yeah. both in the legislatures and also in the Congress. But it shouldn't be by part. I mean, it shouldn't be partisan whether or not somebody can feed their family or afford their you know, me- medications, for example. That's that's humanity. That's mm-hmm. about people living a good life. And it's a shame uh to me, it's a shame where we are in this country right now when it comes to that. I, I was going to ask, what's the first thing you want to do when you get to when you when you win? What's the first thing you want to do? Well, first thing I'm going to do, uh, DJ, is thank the people who put me there. That's mm-hmm. number one. But secondly, I'm going there to continue to advocate for some of the things that I'm advocating right now. You know, you don't need an extra special title to be able to stand up for what is just, for what is right, and for what is good. So I'm going to continue my work. The only thing is when I win, I'm able to continue that work in the halls of Congress. And that work is standing side by side with workers. That work is speaking a certain type of truth to power. That work is making sacrifices, even if it causes me some heartburn. Mm -hmm. And to say very clearly that what the people of this nation are enduring is a bunch of BS. I got two questions. It's kind of a two-part question. Where was the Democratic Party headed a few years ago? And where is it going now? Because it feels like progressive priorities have been just left on the cutting room floor. It felt like it was going to be more progressive. I don't I don't know where it's going right now. Sorry, it was just a... Well, damn it, I hate to put it this way, but some of this stuff was lip service. Mm-hmm. It really was. And I believe that the Democratic Party would embrace the things that they ran on in 2020, even though some of those things are not as far as I would want to go in a freedom fighting direction. I will say more people would be enthusiastic about getting out there to vote. The folks are in limbo. I mean, couldn't even raise the minimum wage, for example, to $15. They blamed that on the parliamentarian. Mm -hmm. Right now, we don't even hear anybody talking about the, the Floyd George Floyd police. That's just totally out the door. People are being arrested in D.C. just a couple of months ago for protesting to protect voting rights, which are being eviscerated in legislatures controlled by rotten Republicans all over this country. And you can't even get these people to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. And this particular problem is particularly in the United States Senate in particular. Mm -hmm. But we have some people who just hide behind this stuff because their quality of life is not going to change one iota. They already live in the high and the good life. So they're not as fighting as hard as they should. Democrats must embrace and we must call out these Republicans too. Yeah, Democrats need to embrace it because they in power. So let me get that straight right now. We are in power and we have an obligation to use that power to lift people, to change their material conditions. But let's not let these ridiculous Republicans off the hook. Right. I think the thing about Republicans is we didn't vote for them and we don't expect them to do anything for us. And they're not, they're not the ones making us promises. You know what, Char? That is absolutely true. I, w- I want to put a however, t- I'm going to put an and to that. Mm-hmm. You are right. And the Republicans should care about the poor people in their district, too. So, But you're right. Democrats have the power and they need to use that power and stop playing games. You know, a few months ago, I said to the, you know, I mean, one of the things that I believe that the president can do and should do. We saw a little bit of that in the State of the Union. But we got to hold the Democratic Party accountable. So if it's only cinema and mansion then gas up the jet on they behind up. And, and, and tell them, look, I'm about to hold a press conference. Now, either you two going to stand by my side and say how you going to support my build back better and let's build back a little better. Or I'm coming to your state and letting the people know who's standing in the way of my agenda. It's like use the bully pulpit that you have to leverage those kinds of folks. And I think it's because we don't hear those conversations is why everybody's so upset at the Democratic, you know, party, because it's like, who are y'all? Because if y'all not speaking out against these two people, then y'all must be with them. Maybe they just the fall 
the fall guys and girls. I think in some cases they are for some, but there are some Democrats there who really believe this stuff and fighting. And Congresswoman Cori Bush comes first. Oh, yeah, I know absolutely. my sister was just here. She and I were just rocking in Nevada together trying to help another one of our sisters, Amy Villella. We got to elect more people who are willing to put something on the line for the people and not just get cozy and comfortable and worried about whether or not they're going to be invited to the damn Christmas party. Forget the Christmas party. Because mm-hmm. somebody ain't, don't have food to eat. Somebody can't afford their rent. Somebody sure enough can't afford gas right about now. That's right. I mean, these are real problems that I think really get lost. And the reason why they're getting lost is that we need to elect more people with a lived experience. I have missed a meal or two. I haven't had to depend on the system both as a child and as an adult as I'm trying to break through. I know what that's like. So my proximity to pain is fully intact. I am a first generation college graduate. So I get those things and I think we need people with more working class experiences in the halls of power Mm -hmm. to leverage that experience on behalf of what is just right and good. So Shar, DJ, Yee, it is right. We can both be upset and have higher expect. Make a demand. That's all we say. Mm -hmm. Voters need to hold elected officials accountable even if you like them. Even if you love them, there's nothing wrong with saying, I gave you my power. Yeah. Now I, I need something in return for that. That's right. And you can still like that person, too. Mm-hmm. We get it twisted. Oh, they hate on. No, what we hate on is people suffering in this country. And we gave people power and they need to use it. And this is an awesome opportunity for Democrats to use the power and show the difference between them and the Republicans. And, and, they, and they told us they were going to do these things. Know, of course, I'm going to hold you accountable. If you looked me to. in my eye and told me, yeah. it's what you're going to do. They made the promises. And the things that people like on my side of the Democratic Party are pushing for are not out of the ordinary. In the 40s, President Franklin D. Roosevelt, before he died, he was talking about a second economic bill of rights. And in that bill of rights were things like education, Mm -hmm. decent housing, good jobs. These things are not far-fetched. That was in the 40s. And the majority of the American people who were surveyed at that time were right where he was. And so these days you got people saying that's extremist or socialism. No, baby, that's real. That's what people really need. And not just FDR. You have Mm -hmm. people like the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who built on that, the poor people's movement of all people from all walks of life, all identities. And you have one of the greatest unionists in the 20th century, Asa Philip Randolph. The Asa Mm -hmm. Philip Randolph Institute wrote a whole book about building on the four freedoms that FDR started about creating a budget for everybody. And I just want to, this is real quick, but I, mm-hmm. I just want, I want, your time. I want everybody that's rolling with us. It was called, this was in the 60s <laughs> and the 70s. Nothing is new under the sun. A freedom budget for all Americans. Budgeting our resources, 1966, 1975, to achieve freedom from want. And that was them building on the four freedoms. Now this is Asa Phila Randolph. The leader of the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters, the brother who challenged FDR. I mean, he, he wasn't playing with this. This is these are the things. Abolition of poverty. Does that sound familiar? Guaranteed full employment, full protection and high economic growth, adequate minimum wage, farm income parity, guaranteed incomes for all unable to work. So they weren't putting no shade on somebody. Some people can't work. Now mm-hmm. some people can work and don't. We can deal with that. <laughs> but some people can't work. A decent home for every American family. Modern health services for all. Full educational opportunities for all. Updated social programs and welfare, excuse me, updated social security and welfare programs. And lastly, equitable tax and money policy. In other words, tax the wealthiest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, we have more with Senator Nina Turner when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. (laughs) 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Senator Nina Turner. What do you think that's going on when, when you hear Joe Biden saying we're cutting off uh, Russia as far as oil and everything that's going on with Russia and Ukraine? What What, what are your opinion on everything? Yeah, Putin is wrong all day long. It's egregious what he's doing. You're just going to walk up in somebody else's nation yeah. and say, hey, I'm taking you I over. Want that. Yeah, that's mine. That sound, was always Sound mine. like colonization to me. Yeah, it is. That sounds like Europeans to me. I mean, so it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what he's doing and we do have to be in solidarity with the ukrainian people we got to put the pressure on putin that is one of the ways to do it and it's a nation it's a global effort to do just that but it also reminds us that we have an over-reliance on oil mm -hmm. as well and so maybe this seeing some promise in this problem which is a humanitarian problem correct one of the things we can do in this country is decrease our reliance on oil let me ask you this, because I have heard a lot of people say, well, why are we getting involved in this? We have all these problems here in the United States. Mm -hmm. We have money to send to Ukraine for weapons and to help them. But why aren't we doing that here at home? So how do you respond I to something like we that? We need to do both. Mm -hmm. Both two things can be true at once. We do need to settle uh, the debt that we owe here domestically by lifting people and giving them things that they can feel and changing their material conditions. And at the same time, we do need to lock arm in arm with the Ukrainian people because, but by the grace of God, that could be us. And I don't want the world to turn its back on Ukraine mm -hmm. just because we have domestic challenges. We can do both of those things and both of those things should be called out. And while we're talking about Ukraine, let's make sure that we say we show the same love and empathy and sympathy for people from black and brown okay. nations mm -hmm. across this world because I am terribly disturbed by some of the reports coming out of how our African sisters and brothers are being treated. It doesn't matter if they're from the continent of Africa or they're in the Middle East, Europe, or Asia. If somebody is in need, the world should come mm -hmm. to their rescue, especially mm -hmm. when you have something on the magnitude of somebody just marching up into somebody else's nation trying to take it over. We got to admit that, too, because what happens to black and brown people, we sometimes, we're not treated the same way. I saw Joanne Reed, and I don't want to misquote what she said, but I saw she said something that people were upset about. The reason that people feel so much sympathy for Ukraine is because they're white and Christian. It was something like that. Yeah, I think she and, did say that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so yeah. what are your well, thoughts about that? Because, you know, I have been seeing all the videos of, of black people and people from Africa, people from India, all kinds of people have, stuck yeah. in Ukraine, and they've been, you know, trying to get out, and they're not allowing them to get out. They don't want them to come into Poland. And so, and then we see things happening all over the world, but for some reason, this is definitely wrong, but this is something that is so much on the radar. The Eurocentric worldview that has really poisoned society is real. And some people don't have the heart to admit that. Again, two things can be true at the same time. I agree with what Joy Reid had to say. That is true. And people don't want to face that truth. So they get mad at the person that's telling the truth. That That is a truism. We got the receipts for it. She's not making that up. At the same time, that does not mean that we should not be there to right. support the Ukrainian people who this man declared war. It was he wanted to take their land and they are suffering. At the same time, we need the w powers of the world to recognize that indeed they do treat black and brown people differently. Our lives don't matter. You may, may think about the Black Lives Matter movement. Our lives matter too. So the Ukrainian lives matter. So do those of, of, of African descent, those from India, you know, Asia, all of the continents, those, their lives matter too. And if they're being treated differently, 
we got to say something about it. Those people should be just as upset as Joy Reid is or I am or others mm -hmm. who care about humanity. If it's about humanity, then don't worry about their phenotype. They're human beings. And there is only one race. Race, as we know it today, is a social contract. It is a bullshitting-ass social contract. Mm -hmm. And we need to call it what it is and fix it. If we are sisters and brothers and family and friends and I'm in need and I'm struggling, why are you going to look at me and say, you black, so you can't come? Mm -hmm. So Ukrainians should be upset about this, and I know some of them are. People in Poland should be upset if somebody being denied entry into their country when you got war going on, if they being denied because of their color, because of their religion, because of their sexual orientation, any of those identifiers that some people use uh, as a as a rationale to hurt other people is wrong. So there should be global outrage right. if Africans are being denied mm -hmm. entry I into agree. country. I, I read an article yesterday in the New York Times and it was it was basically saying that a lot of people don't want America to be the world's police Edgy. anymore. Oh, okay. So uh, how, how do you feel? How do you feel about that moving forward? Like how 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 involved should America be getting in, in issues like this? Something of this magnitude when you got war going on, we should get involved. And no, we can't police the entire world. We need to deal with, I mean, back to, to Angela's point, we need to deal with some of the challenges we have here. But you can't have something of this magnitude. I think, think thinking about it outside of this war, then we can have a different conversation. But when you have something of this magnitude, we, we got to get involved. We just have to. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how I feel about it. But we got to take care of home, and we haven't been taking care of home. Gas prices are going up. That means that food prices are going up. Everything is going up. People are suffering. There are Supplies some people who can't afford this, right? The supply demand. Everything. everything. It's a domino effect. People can't get cars right no. now. Imagine no. oh, if you need a car to get to work. Or to, yeah. Yeah, you can't I mean, But that's everything. why poor people don't... Yeah. A lot of poor people here in, in the United States, they don't want to hear about these geopolitical issues. It's very hard for them to watch Joe Biden say, we're sending $10 million to Ukraine, but basically begging for the Build Back Better plan to happen. We yeah. got enough money to do both. We that's are right. a hegemon nation, and that's all we are saying, or at least that's what I'm saying right now. I think we all are kind of are saying that. Don't neglect home. Charity starts at home right. and spreads abroad. So you do have to show that, that charity and that love here at home before you can spread it abroad. But again, war, because I want nobody misinterpreting what I'm saying. When people are in war-torn countries, we have to help them, but we have so much money, we can actually do both. You know, I was at the New School and I had the opportunity to participate and do a lecture with some extraordinary women on International Women's Day. And there's an institute there ran by Dr. Derek Hamilton that I, ooh, Breakfast Derek, Club. brilliant. Are you brilliant? Oh, that's my um, The Institute on Race power and political economy. I mean, he put it all up in the name, baby. And th those are the kinds of things that are being studied there, that there's a class and a caste component, and we can't neglect either. Some people only want to talk about class without talking about caste. When I talk about caste, I'm talking about race. Both of those things must be done at the same time. And I love how the word power is in the name, because mm -hmm. this is what this is about. Mm -hmm. Who has the power and how they wield the power, and for whom do they wield the power for? We need more conscious-minded people wielding the power on behalf of the people in this country so we can increase the minimum wage, we can cancel student debt, we can have universal health care, and we can help our sisters and brothers and family and friends in Ukraine. We you can know do what? it all. I see people also saying, and I want to get uh, your take on this, that if Donald Trump was in office, none of this would be happening. Well, hell, we can't go... Listen, <laughs> I, I, we don't know. I mean, he had a bromance with Putin. I'll say that. And mm -hmm. and that's wrong because what Putin and he also said that he didn't really mind. I'm paraphrasing his exact words, but he's showing Putin love even in this 
egregious moment. Right. Putin he is it's wrong. Wonderful. And he wanted to take yeah. America out of there. Yeah, Putin, Putin is wrong. I mean, I'm, Trump is wrong on this. He's wrong on most of the things that I care about, but he's definitely wrong on this. I don't, we can't predict whether or not this would happen. Right. What I do know, based on his past behavior, he would be stroking uh, Putin's ego instead of standing up to Putin saying your invasion of Ukraine is wrong and, and we, we and the rest of the world is not going to stand for it. So I can't, I don't know, people just talking that nonsense. It's easy to talk, say that. All right, we have more with Senator Nina Turner when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Senator Nina Turner. If you had to give a grade, what would you give as a grade for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? What, what, what would their grade be and why? Well, I want to give the grade that the people would give right now, which is, we don't have minimum wage increase. The child tax credit has expired. People are suffering. Their money is not going as far as it could go. Joe Floyd Policing Act didn't happen. Voting rights isn't right. happening. I mean, Build that's it. I mean, the polls have already graded. I mean, we see where well, the, what American, have we the American people. I think early on, we did get a type of relief from the early part of the COVID when that administration took when they took office, they did do some of those things that they said they were going to do. That's why the child tax credit is so important. That's why we shouldn't let it expire. Mm -hmm. You know, people did get those checks, even though it wasn't the whole $2,000 like it should have been, mm -hmm. but they did get that. So some of those things early on do does show that poverty is a policy choice, that if we could have the child tax credit, then we can have it and make it permanent. Mm -hmm. That if we can, as a nation, say we're going to get shots in arms for free, Mm -hmm. that we're going to have a social contract because nothing is free. But as a social contract, we're going to use tax dollars and make the shots free. Then we can scale that up and do a whole lot of other things in that way. So they do have examples of things that they have done right. that they can expand and do it better and do it stronger. So my grade, DJ, would be based on how the poor, the working poor, and the barely middle class are feeling right now. And they're already speaking out through About a CD. Hey, I think an F. You, you, you all the way F? D minus. <laughs> <laughs> I want to let the American people speak on that. I, I will say that more can be done. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm around that 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 D F. But you know what? As a professor, I would go to my students <laughs> right before the grade, and I would say, "Look at here. This is what you got right now." Do they get a curve? Right. No curve. No but curve. This, this is what you got right now. But this doesn't have to be what you have when the class ends. Well, you know, and, and, and another thing that happens, too, <laughs> yeah. though, is that people talk about, and I know you guys have said it on this show, that the Democrats are not good at boosting messaging. up and messaging things that have been done. That's why I was asking that, because we were talking earlier about the HBCU money and grants that people have received. The diversity, you know, it's more diverse than it was previously as far as the cabinet, and there's still a way to go. But, um, you know, that's why I was asking those things, because I want to know what you feel like has been um, positive. We had the infrastructure bill that even yeah. though that was nowhere near everything that we needed for Build Back Better. Yeah, we need. Well, the infrastructure bill is separate from Build yeah, Back they Better. Have to make it, so, yeah, yeah, no, they didn't have to do that. They, they oh, Lord. to get they, anything, because I feel like to get anything passed, like, like I was reading Obama's book. Right. Yeah. And he was talking about how hard it was for him to get anything done at all. But, you know, it was a Republican Congress when he was there and it feels kind of like when we first got there the Democrats had full control let's right. not forget that mm -hmm. President Obama had two years of Democrats control everything and see there are building points and I think that's another reason why people are so frustrated because when Democrats do have the power they don't necessarily leverage it with the same 
fierceness that right. the Republicans right. do like, towards we'll take the negative. Out. We'll compromise. Yeah, we'll forget take that. Out. At a certain it's... point, we can't, especially in, in the mm-hmm. face of a pandemic. So yes, has this administration done some good things? I just enumerated some. So did you? Do I support the the infrastructure bill? Yeah, but not without Build Back Better because right. there's physical infrastructure and there's human infrastructure, and they sacrifice the human infrastructure. What does it matter to Big Mama to have a paved road when she can't pay her mortgage? Yes. Right. What the hell? What does it mean to Big Daddy if his job, the money that he's making, doesn't allow him to be able to support his family because infra- I mean, because inflation is so high, his dollar or her dollar is not going as far as it could so or should. So how does this get done? Because that's my question, right? Because Biden acts like his hands are tied and it's not on him. But yeah. how does it get done? Is it an executive order? But then that's temporary. Like, how does it that's happen? Okay. Use it, baby. Use the Use executive it. order. The president's right. powerful. He can he can ca- cancel student debt right now via executive order, even if it's only ten thousand. Because he said ten thousand. Right. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. we got the receipts. He said it. He said ten thousand. Right. Mm-hmm. You got some senators, even Senator Chuck Schumer, for example, said cancel fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. And then you got people like me or Senator Sanders saying cancel it all. Cancel all it all. <laughs> okay, so we got a we got a, a lot to choose from. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Do the, something. Let's if the president even cancel $10,000. Do you know what that would do for 45 million people in this country and the disposable income that they would have then to pour back into the economy because now mm-hmm. they have the income to do so? You think those people ain't going to go vote? And it's something you can check off. Yeah, you know, the campaign promise you can check it. off. It's just yeah. frustrating for me yeah. because I'm trying to figure out why can't you just do it? Like I feel like certain people would, and it feels like he's just so cautious and tries to say well I can't because if it happens like this and I'm as a person that you know obviously this is not my field but I'm watching and I'm like well how can this happen like what are your options to make it happen yeah, it's definitely executive order, but it's also the carrot and the stick. Look what Lyndon Baines Johnson was able to do. Yeah, and with he had flaming a lot of the same race. Issues. I mean, he had a lot more. Some of these people are racist undercover. Don't get me wrong, but in his day, you know, in the sixties, they was all out and open with their stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he still was able to get the Civil Rights Act passed mm-hmm. and the Voting Rights Act mm-hmm. passed with all of that. That that cultural pressure that was right there in his face, especially with the southern southern Democrats. So is that going to different, like say Republicans and bartering with them? Like, okay, you want to get this done, so if you get on board with this, then I can help make sure this. Ha- like, how does that? Sometimes work? you do that. The carrot and the stick does work, but when you know, I think it was Dr. Maya Angelou who said, when somebody shows you who they are, you got to believe them. That's right, because Republicans he's say already, no to everything. Yeah, he's already done that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that he is President it. Biden's makeup, That's and right. I don't begrudge him that because he served with most of these people who are still there he served with them so he has a certain kind of way that he wants to do things and handle it right. that's okay he tries I, to be I, above I it and guarded with people and he feels like he can negotiate to make it however happen. though there Not comes working. a point <laughs> when they done made it very clear they don't want to negotiate with you that's right. so now forget the carrot I got to bring out the stick that's right and so first, he got to get his own Democrats in line. We got to straighten cinema and mansion out on certain issues. I'm not saying that members of the Congress have to do every single thing. They are, they duly elected, too. I served in the legislature. I'm duly elected. The governor, when he was a Democrat, you can't tell me what to do. Now, you can ask me, mm-hmm. you know, you can I, I, and help me see your vision and your way. And I help you accomplish that. But he got two at least out in the open. There are other people hiding behind those two. I can guarantee you that right. that they are. But the two that we know of. He got to hem them up. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't invited them to the White House. They done went to Delaware. At least one of them did. Damn it, there comes a time when you got to say, I'm not playing with you no more. Right. So this is what I'm going to do. Because, <laughs> see, I done sent you flowers. I done gave you candy. You done been at the White House. No, this is what we're going to do. We're going to hold press conferences. 
And either you're going to be by my side, the same thing that he could do to him up these Republicans couldn't go to their states, too, because there are poor people in red states. Yeah, right. Poor people everywhere. Mm -hmm. Blue states, red states, purple states, no color states. They poor and and, and working class people. Either you're going to stand by my side at this press conference or I'm coming for you. And that's just it. Because what else are they going to do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They already showing that they absolutely do not give a damn. Right. West Virginia is one of the poorest states in the nation. Manchin had the nerve to talk about the child tax credit being expanded and other things that they wanted to help to lift the material conditions of people. And then he talking about well, they're going to use the money for something else. It ain't none of your business how they use their tax dollars. How dare you? intimate that poorer people somehow will not be responsible and right. meet the needs of their families. That That's a classist thing to say and do. And you got people like Manchin doing that. So they're, the carrot is fine, but baby, you got the work work to stick to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that, I think if people see Democrats fighting like hell for them, even if they don't accomplish it, mm-hmm. to your point, what they gonna say is that, you know what, they tried. Right. They that's worked right. like hell to they get went this hard. for us. They went hard. In the paint. They went ham on these fools. <laughs> Listen, I need y'all to go donate to uh, Senator Nina Turner's campaign. I don't care if you live in Ohio or not. What's the, yeah. what's the Nina website? NinaTurner.com, please. Time, talent, and treasure. We need you. In the mortal words of Fred Hampton, power to the people. I'm, about, I'm going to donate right now. I don't know why I just don't set up the monthly thing and let well, them do I it. Well, I think you You've been supportive <laughs> of me. You really have. And I just... I'm I'm really happy that uh, the club, I feel very much a part of this family. I love you guys and all the great work that you do. And you tell a certain type of truth always that make people feel uncomfortable. And that's what we need. We need more people to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. We can't find no peace. I have no idea why Ohio keeps getting this wrong. I don't know why either. Either. Vote Vote for, and, and always the best candidate doesn't always win. Now, let's, I'm, yeah. I am saying that. Yeah. And uh, vote. I mean, I am a I'm a I'm a servant of the people. So no matter what happens in this race, I'm going to keep being being the hell raising humanitarian that I am. I'm going to keep standing up for the needs of the people who have the least. That is my mission. I think that's why God put me here on this earth. So I'm going to keep raising hell for good. We appreciate that's you. That's right. Yeah, and thanks. make sure you subscribe you to the Hello Somebody, Hello Somebody podcast. on the Black Effect Podcast hey. Network, baby. All there right. we go. <laughs> it's Nina Turner. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> Morning, everybody. It's DJ Henry, right. Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Dropping the clues bomb for Senator Nina Turner, man. One of my leaders. Okay? Hear her talk, you get motivated. You get fired up. You want to do something. Mm-hmm. Salute to her. Make sure you uh, subscribe to the Hello Somebody podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network in Ohio. Go out there and support Senator Nina Turner as she runs for Congress, man. All right. Well, let's get to rumors. Let's talk Jesus and Mero. It's time, time. Spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Jesus and Mero, their new show, uh, well, not new show, their show is back. Uh, the season opener was yesterday, so these episodes are going to drop every Thursday on Showtime, of course. And Denzel Washington was on their first episode of the Ooh, new season. Ooh, the brand is strong. And guests this season include Mark Wahlberg, Tom Holland, Pusha T, and Damson Idris. Dropping the clues bombs for Jesus and Mero. My guys on their fourth season at Showtime had Denzel on this season opener. The brand is strong. That's big, dope. Shout out to them. All right, and Charlemagne is returning for season two of Emerging Hollywood with The Hollywood Reporter. Um, you want to give us some insight, Charlemagne? Well, you know, if you've ever been in, like, the airport or in cabs and you see me having one-on-one conversations with people, like, uh, you know, Killer Mike, um, 
Who else did we have on the first season? I can't remember right now. Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what Emerging Hollywood is with The Hollywood Reporter. So we start season two. The first one is available now on The Hollywood Reporter YouTube uh, with my man Chris Redis from Saturday Night Live. Well, congrats to you for that. Oh, you know, I just be working. All right, and... Don't work too hard. And Not work hard. <laughs> Not too hard. All right, a documentary on Brooklyn rap legend AZ is coming out. Y'all excited for this? I mean... You know, I think I feel like we've never really known AZ's whole story. So the trailer is now available. And a lot of people are on there. Nas is on there. 50 Cent is on there. You guys remember him from the classic verse on Life's a Bitch? Please say that's the name of the documentary. Um, No. Oh. For the longest <laughs> time, called... I thought AZ was from um, Harlem. Yeah, calm down. For a long time, I did. He's from Brooklyn. I know. Calm down. It's called um, Jewels, Gems, <laughs> and Treasures. Jewels, Gems, and Treasures. Okay. Mm-hmm. Drop yes. on the clues bomb for AZ to visualize. Ah. So it's going to chronicle his upbringing in Brooklyn, his rise to fame alongside Nas, the success of Do or Die, and The Firm, and the, re- uh, the release of his long-awaited uh, Do or Die 2 that came out last year. You said Life's a Bitch. His, his biggest record was uh, Sugar Hill. Yeah, but people know him first from that, right? Wasn't that before Sugar Hill? Yes. Life's a Bitch. So that was his introduction. That mm-hmm. was like a classic verse. So that was like really how he got well known. And then, of course, his album came out after that. Mm-hmm. All right. So The Real, according to the Jasmine Brands exclusive, is going to be canceled. It's been on for eight seasons. And according to reports, it is going to be ending soon. So there's no specific reason for the cancellation that has been confirmed. It's all speculation right now. Some people are saying that ratings played a part in its end, but I'm sure at some point we'll find out. That's a great run, though, man. Eight seasons, drop mm-hmm. on the clues bombs for the ladies of the real. You know, eight seasons of a talk show, whether it's daytime, late night, whatever it is, that's a that's a that's a great that's run. That's a great run. Congratulations so, to those ladies. Boy. That's right. What's going on on TV? You got that's... the real. You got Nick Cannon. The, uh... Well, let's get to that you now. Got a lot of new stuff coming. Nick Cannon, after six months, his show was canceled, and I was actually on with him yesterday. That was the last live recording for his show, so I was uh, there to be a witness for that. And here's what he had to say: This is show business, right? And we know the biggest word in that is business. And this is a business, and as a businessman, I know that as much fun as we have on the show, business is the thing that makes this whole thing tick and operate. But my business mind has, I want I, I, I want to expand and elevate in a way, so I, I'm going to still be here. I'm going to still do this. We ain't going nowhere. We got, But it's about broadening my audience and really tapping into my audience in a big way. And what this has shown me over the last six months, yo, together you guys have really become my family. And this is the best working truth. Hey Nick, no, I thought I thought this show was really good. I mean, I, I think why I did you it. say that? That's how. Why you say hey Nick like somebody like you Nick? That's grandma. what he says on the that's show. That's his show. Yeah. Oh, on the show. Hey, I didn't Nick. know that. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, you've been on the show a couple times. Hey Nick. Yeah. yeah. He goes, hey, Nick. <laughs> he said, why did you say that? <laughs> it sounded like somebody's grandma. Hey, Nick. No, that's how it was happening. But I thought the show was really good. I think he did an excellent job. As it was very host. positive. Very positive. And very uplifting. And he was very, um, I think, open on that show. Very vulnerable. The thing uh, about Nick is you can ask him and talk about anything. And he's always... Like a super nice, chill person. Nick mm-hmm. is a great dude. I don't think he's getting a fair chance because six months isn't long enough to see if something. From works my or not. understanding, they're going to be doing something else. I don't know exactly what it is yet, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm so I'm not sure. You got to give him at least a year, man. I know he's on every day, but still, you got to give him at least a year, and you got to look at the circumstances. He didn't have a good lead in. It was supposed to be Wendy Williams' show, but it was Wendy Williams' reruns. He's coming on after reruns. Like you got to give him a. a, a I, I think he should have got a better shot. 
Right. Well, he still got, you know, Wildin' Out has been his most successful thing to date that he's got. You know, he just opened up a Wildin' Out restaurant mm-hmm. in San Diego like a couple of weeks ago. I just try to keep, I just want Nick to stay as busy as possible, which he already is. And I like the daytime thing for him because it kept him out the studio and it kept him from Stop making music. Stop it, man. And that's, that's the most important Yeah, he had an album that actually drops today, though. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Exactly. He does have an album coming up, Raw and B. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. I support Nick Cannon and everything he does except for his music. Stop it. Shout to Nick Cannon. <laughs> everything he does except for his music. I love that brother. Well, who are you giving your donkey to? Four after the hour, man. Oh, Lord have mercy. We need <laughs> we need a couple of these YouTubers to come to the front of the congregation. Uh, they go by the name Saucy and Honey. Please, Saucy and Honey, don't get excited about this. We'll discuss four after the hour. This is a teachable moment, I hope. Are we going to play a game? No, we're not playing a game because this game is too confusing. All right. We'll get okay. into that next. Oh, I want to play a game. It's not as easy as you think. Really? No, it's not. not. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Don't be out here acting like a donkey. Hee-haw, bitch. Hee-haw. It's time for donkey of the day. Hee-haw. I'm a big boy. I can take it. If he feel I deserve it, ain't no big deal. I know Charlamagne guy gonna have some funny shit say out of his mouth. Just because I say something you may not agree with doesn't mean I'm mean. Who's getting that donkey? That donkey. That donk, 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 donk. Donkey of the day right there. <laughs> the, the Breakfast Club, bitches. You can call me the donkey of the day, but like... I mean no harm. Yeah, it's donkey today for Friday, March 11th. Goes to two YouTubers named Saucy and Honey. Real names Johnson LaRose and Charlotte Fisher. Now let the record show. I respect YouTubers, okay? It's 2022. All YouTubers are doing is using what they got to get what they want. Okay, what they got is technology that I didn't grow up on. Okay? What they want, I don't know exactly. But if I had to guess, I would say attention. Attention for what is what I'm not clear on. Is it money? Is it uh, to do a public service? Is it simply because you want to make people laugh? Do you want to be in the media, but the old traditional avenues to break in have too much red tape? Hey, I feel you. I wouldn't be fighting to get on nobody's radio station or on nobody's TV if YouTube existed when I came up, okay? I can get paid to to, to use this platform to talk. Why not? I mean, YouTube is like anything else. It's a gamble, right? Some people put in work on YouTube and get one thing out of it. Some people put work in on YouTube and get another thing out of it. Some folks become stars and make good money off YouTube. Some people don't. It is what it is, okay? I don't knock any of it, okay? Until y'all start doing criminal activities, okay? When y'all start doing things that are harming you or others, now I got to be the judgmental OG, and that is the case today with Sauce and Honey. I don't know who told people all attention is good attention or there is no such thing as bad publicity. That's not true because right now I'm giving them donkey of the day. Hey, some people might be excited to hear their name on the Breakfast Club. Some people might be excited to receive the biggest hee-haw. But the reality is, what are you being mentioned for? That matters. Okay, if you're being mentioned because you're facing seven years in prison, that's not a good thing. And that's what I'm trying to relay this morning, okay? YouTube ain't dying for you. All right, that attention you're getting from YouTube ain't going to do your time for you. And all those folks you're trying to impress via YouTube by doing anything don't love you. All right, in fact, they're going to be on YouTube talking bad about you, calling you stupid. When the reality is they are the audience that probably encourage you to do the dumb sh- to begin with. Okay, you are currently facing seven years for what? I know what you're saying right now. What are you saying, Uncle Charlotte? Nobody can convince someone to do anything criminal. Yes, they can. Because that's the thing about shock value. Trust me, as someone who, you know, gets called a shock jock and got caught up in the performance of it all, I know 
There's no value in shocking. When you do one thing that's considered shocking, now the next stunt has to be even more shocking, and the next one has to be even more shocking than that, and so on and so on. And I can only assume that's what happened with Saucy and Honey, and this latest stunt has been facing seven years in prison. Let's go to Fox 29 Philly to, to hear what they did, please. Two weeks ago, police say they got a call for an alarm at 3 a.m. at the Exton Target off Route 100. Officers searched the building and didn't find anything. But the next day, police say Target employees found this surveillance video showing 25-year-old Johnson LaRose and 24-year-old Charlotte Fisher wandering around the store for hours after they closed with phones out. They don't take anything. Turns out Johnson and Fisher are also saucy and honey, police say. And the couple documented the whole thing on YouTube for their roughly 17,000 followers, calling it the 24-hour overnight challenge in Target, building a fort. Guys, it is 11.29. And despite telling followers they stayed all night, police say they left through an emergency exit at 3 a.m., setting off the alarm, and came back at 8 a.m. the next day. Regardless, police say it involved their resources and could have ended badly. Saucy and honey. Johnson and Charlotte. Why? Why? I love Target too, okay? I used to wear Mosimo t-shirts, and now they're Goodfellas t-shirts, okay? I wear Goodfellas t-shirts all the time. I go to Target for those all the time, but why would I want to spend the night? 24-hour overnight challenge, what is that? Why? Let's listen to what Johnson and Charlotte said, please. Can you talk about the, the Target situation? The what? The Target sleepover? <laughs> the Target sleepover? Oh, man. You, were talking about. you don't know what I'm talking about. It's on YouTube. Now facing criminal trespassing and conspiracy charges for 1,600 views as of Wednesday afternoon, Saucy and Honey told me there won't be any more retail overnighters in PA, and then asked me to subscribe to their channel before leaving in a Tesla. Lord. You're a charge. I mean, um, no regrets, you know, just Lord. living life and having fun. <laughs> it's kind of sad that all this came out of yeah. it, but... We were expecting a fine, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy but... like this. <sighs> They're 25 and 24 years old, by the way. Let me get this straight. Y'all have 17,800 subscribers. Okay, so let's just say you have influence over them. All right. All right. The way you choose to use your influence is by asking your followers to commit a crime. Let's be clear. That's what this challenge is. It's a crime. That's why you both are facing third degree criminal trespassing charges. And I listened to Charlotte say she has no regrets, just living life and having fun. When I was young, I used to love to walk around the holy grounds of Walmart. Drop on the clues bombs of Walmart, okay? I grew up in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. The population was 7,000 people. There wasn't anything else to do except walk around the 24-hour Walmart, okay? So I understand that idea of fun, okay? So I can only imagine in Chester County and Pennsylvania, that's the same way. But why would I ever want to spend the night? And what's the point of telling your followers you stay in the night in Target and not even staying? Okay, then you walked out a door at 3 a.m. that had an alarm system on it, and then you came back to the scene of the crime at 8 a.m. just to front for a bunch of people on YouTube who not gonna help you pay your bail, who not showing up to court with you, who not helping you pay your lawyer, and if you get prison time, damn sure not doing your bid for you. So what's the point? And the fact that Charlotte said, you know, that all of this came out of it. We were expecting a fine, nothing crazy. Let me tell you something. There is something about this generation and it's not an age thing. It's not an age thing. It's just something about this viral validation society we live in that gives folks a sense of entitlement, such a sense of entitlement that they think they can do whatever they want um, and then choose what the consequences should be. That's not how any of this works. 
<laughs> okay? You can't do a stunt like this, commit a crime, and then when you get locked up and you're facing seven years, you say, well, we were just expecting a fine. Why would you just be expecting a fine? I respect it more when you know all the consequences you are facing and say effort anyway. I don't know, man. I'm old. Okay, I'll be 44 this year. I don't get this generation. The only thing I can tell any of y'all is seek respect, not attention. It lasts longer. Uh, please give Saucy and Honey real names. Let me get their real names. Real names, uh, Johnson, LaRose, and Charlotte Fisher, the biggest hee-haw. I don't get it. You don't, don't want to play a game? No, I don't know what game to play. I'm just going to show you. Okay. <laughs> One is black and the other is... uh. A little miscellaneous. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I can't tell. I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not even joking. I can't tell. What is he? What do you, what do you, what do you see? I don't know what he is. Yeah. No, he's black. No, he's definitely black. No, <laughs> you no. said you don't know what he is. He's that's black. Woman, he's black. Oh, that's a woman. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. Down, down, down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Am I wrong for that? I didn't. I don't. I don't know. I can't. I mean, I know that's a woman. I just don't know. I don't know what her race is. I have no idea. Just ruined my game. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you for that dog here today. Yes, please. Seriously, youngins, uh, seek respect, not attention. It lasts longer. All right. When we come back, Shensia will be joining us. Shensia is freaky, 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 freaky Friday. And her album Alpha is out today. And if y'all know Shensia, you know she um, did that that song and video with Meg The Stallion called Lick. Wind your butty. Wind your butty. And she also sent me a vibrator. It's right here. Now, yeah, say it again. Here we go. Wine your body. Wine your booty. Wine your booty. Nobody said booty. That's what you said. Wine your body. Now, let me ask you a question, Yee. If a man came and gave you a vibrator, man, what does that matter? I'm just asking. That's not what happened. A woman gave him a vibrator. I mean, it's a gift. That's not even what happened. Why? What did that got to do with it? I'm just asking. Are your name Angela? There's a time and place for double standards. Now isn't one. Who cares? And also, me and Shinsia have met before. She's done lip service. We've had some spicy conversations. That's what I'm asking. You know, just feel comfortable. Somebody comes and drops off a, a vibrate. I'm just curious. That's all. You curious about the vibrate? You see, I hate Ye, you, man. Re-gift I think he wants one. Re-gift Ye. Ye. You know re-gift. what? You, know you want to hear somebody, somebody nope. else re-gift also Ye. sent me a rose. Have you guys seen the rose on Instagram? I have. Why, you Why you look like, like you're sitting on one now? Little smiling. Okay. All right. A lot of people talking about the rose. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club. And y'all know this is exciting for me because normally I'm surrounded by guys all day. But today I have an alpha Mm. in here for Mm. Freaky Fridays. My girl, Shansia. Hi, Shansia. What's up? Shansia, you have an album out today. It is called Alpha. Alpha. This is your first time on The Breakfast Club. The guys were a little intimidated. Really? Yeah. Why? I mean, they always get intimidated by alpha females. Yeah. You know what? I think part of it is also like, you know, some of your lyrics. Like, you, okay, like you say you love Big D, and these guys are very insecure about. So they're like, I don't even know if we could be in the room. Oh my god! But it's oh my not god. enough. Well, they made the right choice not being here. That's like because we're taking over. It is Freaky Friday, so I want to talk about a lot of things. You know, obviously your album Alpha is out. We're so excited. This is your debut album. Mm-hmm. How does it feel? It feels. Uh, like I've been waiting for this for a very long time. As you know, I've been working on this album for quite some years. Mm-hmm. So for it to be finally here now, it's like nerve wracking. I'm anxious and excited. Everything in one. How did you know the timing was right? 
because it's about to re- be released. Like it's released. So it's like, what other time than now? And then now is my first time coming on Breakfast Club. And a lot has been happening for, for me since the past year. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if it was before that, then I wouldn't get the full impact like what I'm getting now. To right. build up for my debut album. I know a lot about you, but let's introduce you to some people who may not know as much, you know, about how you even got into. Don't, don't get nervous because you gave me a vibrator. Oh, we're my talk God. About that in a just <laughs> had to. <laughs> but let's talk about how you even got started in the music business, because I think that's an interesting story. Yeah, well, I was once a promo girl before. I counted and assistant manager first, and then I went on to, you know, being a promo girl after the birth of my son and then I was working with Ramesh who is now my manager who was my boss at the time I was doing like covers and just doing ciphers broadcasting them throughout my social media and being the fact that he was my boss at the time he was in my contact list and so he got my videos too and then he pulled me aside one day and be like yo you got talent I see something in you we should definitely work together more than from boss to promo girl and more like a manager to artist and I was like you know, actually, I've been working with him for quite some time. And I was like, I love his energy. He treats people around him like family. You know, he's respectful. He gets w- the work done. So I was like, mm, I have no doubts. And to be honest, he I didn't even know him as somebody who can manage anybody at all. Because he wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. So it was literally just like a chance of me believing in him while he believes in me. That's good because I also feel like trust is important when it comes to management. Oh, sometimes you think you need like a huge manager no, to you take don't. you to the next level, but other times it's good to have somebody that's focused just on you. Yeah, yeah. A boutique management company too is like it's like really cool to know that yo when you get attention, that's when your career literally flourishes because you can be with the biggest people in the game and it's like you get no attention. So it's like nobody's focusing on you to take your career to the next level. So I'd rather to go for the underdogs, to be honest. That's me. So what was the plan for you guys initially when you're like, okay, he said he sees the potential in you. Mm -hmm. He knows that you could be a huge artist. So what did you guys sit down and say, okay, did you come up with a marketing plan? Like, what was the strategy? Marketing where? (laughs) Girl, we don't know nothing. We just go with the flow and just go with God. Because when I met him, when we started the journey, I recorded my first ever single in life with him. Like, that's the first song I've ever recorded, Jiggle Jiggle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And before that, I only wrote, like, three or four songs. Mm -hmm. So to show you, like, my career has moved so fast, but I kept up with it. Because I had to be writing day and night also to keep up with the pace of how fast it was going. So it was like, it was like a lot of pressure, but I pulled through and I'm happy that I'm here today. I endured it. And even up until now... It has molded me to just get used to working hard. So now it's like always still on the go. Now being a really pretty girl in the business, how is it for you when you want to work with people? Does it make it sometimes like guys trying to holler at you? Does it sometimes make people not take you as seriously as they should? Actually, it's a bit of both. For me, when I step into a room, I make it known like with my presence and my whole aura that, yo, I'm here to work. You feel me? So I don't really get that thing a type of vibe when we're actually in the room. Maybe off. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but even then, I still don't pay any mind because it's not my focus. You feel me? I just want to work. I just want to work with other artists and maximize my full potential. And I don't want anybody trying to use pretty privilege to try to put me in that type of category that, oh, because I'm pretty, that people work with me. Because no, my looks can't sing. My looks can't write my songs. 
You feel me? So I make that known when I'm linking up with other artists. So I don't, I don't receive, I receive a lot of respect from males in the industry, to be honest. That's There's good. nobody that really passed their place with me where I have to say, yo, I don't, I don't mess with this person because he's disrespectful. No. Now, part of what comes with more attention is more people even trying to come at you. Yeah. And talk crazy online. How do you handle that? Like, is it ever stressful for you? Nah, stressful? No, definitely not. Because I've never received that in person, mm-hmm. ever. Right. People would talk all crazy online. Yeah, then... always crazy online, but never. I've never received that in person. All right. So let's go through some of these rumors. Ah. Uh, <laughs> let's she do could, it. She should. She couldn't wait to get to that. I'm just saying. Y'all all know. right. You were, Drake. There was a rumor that you were dating Drake. Where That's did that a come lie. From? Like, listen, me and Drake, we never even kiss much less for him to get even get me pregnant right there was a i saw that i was like because that was after we met you on lip service and you i was like jesse is pregnant by drake i saw not even, <laughs> girl you know the weirdest thing is i saw the article online and i sent it to one of my managers and i was like can people really just lie on me like this like everything in that article and it came to to my attention that everything that that person wrote about me is a lie like telling people that I don't work for promoters, I don't do shows with promoters now, I only do my own shows. Like it's it's just ridiculous stuff, man. I was like, yo, you going to hell. So you, <laughs> Damn. do you know that person? Like I don't know the person. Okay. So I hit my legal team and be like, yo, how can we get this down? That was before it even blew up. Mm-hmm. I saw it because someone sent it to me. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. And they were like, no, um, people really can just do that. And I was like, that's unfair. Yeah, they could just lie and say No, anything. that's very unfair because it's like none of this is true. And people put this out. And then on top of it, I was grieving because my mom died and it was my mom's death month. So it's like I came off social that's media terrible. for the whole month. And to know that I came off social media and this is what people were saying about me. It's just like, I'm not coming on social media just to clear this shit. I'm not doing it. I saw you also posting on Twitter about your mother passing and how yeah. you miss her all the time. How does it, like, do you still talk to her? You know how sometimes when someone's not with you anymore, but she was oh. such a huge part of your life. I don't. Mm-hmm. I talk to God and t- tell him talk to her. I, d- I don't really, I don't, I feel like when somebody passes, just like, it's a mind thing when you tell tell yourself that, oh, they're here and, you know, they're not here to me. It's like they're gone. You don't have any I, presence. No. And the more I think about it, it's the more I just get sad. Right. You know, so I don't tell myself that, oh, she's with me everywhere. Like, she might, but I'm not dwelling on that. You know, God is with me. That's that's what I feel for sure. Blessed. Yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Shinsia got a chance to chop it up with Angela Yee yesterday. And let's get back into that interview. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, when we talk about things online that you've had to address, I saw you on live talking about um, people were trying to say that Spice was coming at you. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Lady Saw had to say or Minister Marion Hall. That lick song really really lick a lot of people, man. <laughs> right. But you, did you anticipate that? Because I would think... I did not. Really? I did not. That that got out. Because even after the song dropped and like weeks passed, that, that was still going on. I was like, what is the matter with y'all? Like over one song? <laughs> you feel me? But it's not, I don't think that they were, well, maybe a lady saw, but mm, I don't think Spice was really trying to come at me. It was more like everything else that was happening around the song. Right. You feel me? What, what started you know whatever else it branched off into but no i didn't feel no heat from her towards me i think it would be dope if you and spice worked together and did something together i mean personally i think that would be a huge statement because y'all are so huge right now for the culture 
Yeah. I mean, I reached out a couple of times. Mm -hmm. If you mean, but I, mean, I don't know. No, seriously, that would go. Because you see the guys working together all the time. I feel, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like you don't see that as much, um, you know. With Wait, the, what? Sorry? I see, like, the guys, like, I see, you know, like, Shaggy, Sean Paul, like, you know, we see them working together all the time. But I've been trying to work with female artists, though. Right. Yeah, like, I, I said that on my life, too. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to work with female artists. The only female artists I work with is Nyla Blackman from the Caribbean, Trinidad. And Mayan from Jamaica. Mm -hmm. If you mean, it's not like I haven't tried. And even male artists that I have not collabed with yet either. You know, I've sent songs or I've hit up like, yo, let's make a song. And I feel like everything is time too, you know? Right. So it's not, it's not anything that I'm chasing. It's just that I would, I always try to do things for my culture. I would lift my culture up. You feel me? That's, that's what I am about. Well, you did a lot for the women with Lit because now all these guys know what they got to do. Because, uh. it, listen, it used to be a big topic that they don't do that. Now, let me ask you this. Since it is Freaky Freaky Friday and we're taking over. Yeah. Okay, so let's just say a guy is like, look, I've never done that before mm -hmm. and I don't know how to do it right. What advice would you give him? Well, first of all, you got to eat it like you really want to eat it. Don't be enthusiastic. Yeah, don't go down on me and you know you're just trying to please me. No, try to please yourself and then please me. Because if if you not if you don't want to do it and you just forcing it, I'm gonna feel it. Right. Vagina is gonna tell me, <laughs> and and you're just not gonna do it right. But when I hear you moaning, that's a turn off of females. Right. You like it sloppy. Like yes. <laughs> oh, you like no. my whole everything is wet <laughs> like a swamp. Yes. Don't don't if. If you hear me say I'm on the verge, do not, I repeat, do not switch up your tongue movement. You got to keep it exactly like how it was before. I agree and with while that. I say, like, I that is say the that one. When you change up the rhythm and it's about to happen, it's like you got to start all over again. Yes, that's the one. Right. Trust me, that's the one that gets me most ignorant. Like, I feel <laughs> like men really need to know that. You need to keep that in the same position. Don't go too fast. Don't go too slow. Keep the same rhythm. Do you think we need to do that too when we uh, go down on guys? Like we need, because I feel like sometimes I like switch. Who told you I go down on guys? You definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're an equal opportunity person. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I love to do it, to be honest. <laughs> if I'm being quite honest, but um, yeah. I feel like it's pretty much the same. I think guys like sloppy too. Right, they do. Because a dry is probably terrible. Yeah, I, I I think I got a lot to work on when it comes on to that too. I think I'm a bit made in between. Really? Yeah. Do you use I'm your made. hands or no hands? Hands and no hands. Okay. It depends on how I'm feeling and how he's reacting. Now, you also had a song called Foreplay, mm -hmm. which I love that song. I know it, it's older, but I like that song because I've always said that I feel like... Um, is underrated like, it is like, people I don't love, do it as much anymore for me that's a starting point yes that foreplay because you went right into it in the beginning of the song like yeah you got to because I the weirdest thing is I told my team that I'm gonna write a f***ing song right <laughs> and they were like they all made their faces up at me they're like yo how are you gonna do that and I said just watch I've never heard anybody done it before and I sat in New York's lobby in a hotel and started writing that song without a beat Wow. Well, that is my joint right there. I love that song. And I agree with you because I do feel like, I remember I was talking about it on lip service and people told me that I was childish. What? Why? They're like, because no one does that. Like, 
Yeah, that's that's to show you that you all got a lot more to learn. <laughs> what? Me? You got to do that with me. Now, yeah, you got, oh, so you have to. You got to get it ready. Yeah, you're getting it ready. It's either lick or f- Actually, both, but either one can really start me. Start what about a up. quickie? I love cookies. <laughs> you, she's like, whatever. I love cookies. If we're doing a quickie, you don't need to. Just right. get it right on in there. <laughs> we don't have time for all yeah, that. I'm already be horny if it's a cookie, to be honest, because that's going to turn me on crazy. And I appreciate you for giving me this. I was waiting for you to come up here before I, um, you know, before I yeah. use it. <laughs> you think you're going to enjoy it? And I got this lollipop that I could um, lick on as well. But I yeah. know you have a lot going on because, yes. you know, today is... Uh, the album release, yes. So I just want to thank you so much for coming through. I'm a big supporter of yours. I know, I know. Thank you so much. And I love seeing like where you started from, watching where you're going, and to tell you to keep pushing. I see like everybody paying attention to you. We all know you were on Kanye's album, mm-hmm. two songs. Yes. You know, we see the um, uh, guest appearance you got on your album. You got Twenty One Savage. Mm-hmm. You know, you got uh, Megan, Offset, mm-hmm. Tiger, Sean Paul, Beanie Man, Dancehall royalty. Yeah, I can't wait for you guys to hear this album, man. On your album as well. And I love your versatility. Thank you right? so much. That you're not just in a box. And yeah. so I can see you just doing absolutely anything you put your mind to. Mm-hmm. And I love your work ethic and grind. So, Shansia. You hear that? Woman supporting woman. No, listen. I love it. Like, I love to see it. Because I just remember first talking to you, mad cool. You still super cool. Yeah. Girl. You can expect that from me. I do not change. The same people who I've been working with five years ago are the same people on my team now. We just add other people to the team who also can reciprocate my energy. Like, I'm a really down-to-earth girl, and I only surround myself with such. All right, hold this for two years. Let's see what happens when she comes back. We're going to pinky promise. <laughs> Look at it. We're going to pinky promise. All right, Shansia. Alpha <laughs> is out today. Make sure y'all get that. Yeah. The Breakfast Club. Hey, 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 can I salute, uh, oh, no, I'm not going to salute him over this song. Can you turn nah, this off, salute, please? No, 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 salute no. Him. Play, keep the song up a little bit. No, salute. stop, stop. Who do you want to salute? I want to salute uh, Charles D. Coleman from Detroit. He has a, a company called Wall Art Experience, a black-owned company from Detroit, Michigan. Drop on the clues bombs for Wall Art Experience. What up, doe? Salute to you, Charles. Thank you. This weekend is 313 Day in Detroit. Thank you for the thank you for the three one three day March thirteenth mm-hmm. when the pandemic started I was in Detroit for three one three day and it, I remember that because I couldn't get I didn't come back to New York right away because of it. Well, thank you, Charles. I just want to thank Charles. Yeah, he did a, a portrait for you. He did one for me too. Uh, uh, he gave it to me at the car show. So shout to that brother. Yeah, thank you, Charles. And right. New All Art Experience. Thank you. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. We talking new music. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, it's Friday, so you know what that means. New music out today. So, Little Dirk. 7220, the album is out. You know, we've been playing Difference Is featuring Summer Walker, but here is another song. This song is called Aha from Lil Dirk. Yeah, I heard that. That came out a couple weeks ago. Yes, well, the album just came out today. Yeah, you got a video for that. All right, now also uh, out today is Lucky Day, his album Candy Drip. And here is Lucky Day featuring Little Dirk, NWA.
Also, Shinsia's album Alpha is out today. She has uh, two features with Tiger on this. Sean Paul's on the album, Megan Thee Stallion, 21 Savage, Offset. And here is her track with Beanie Man called Henko Glue. All right, also out today um, is Mooski. Uh, he has his mixtape, Melodic Therapy for the Broken, and he said this is one of his favorite songs. It's called Dream Girl. And congrats to Muska. He does have a baby on the way, too. A son on the way named Ozzy. All right. Benny the Butcher, Time to Talk 4, is out today. And here is Benny the Butcher. Uh, this is featuring Diddy. It's called Ten More Commandments. Listen, most people confuse how we spend our money on whips and jewels. They think we fools. And from a drug dealer's view. All right, right now, Diddy is in Miami working on his No Way, no Way Out 2 album. Also, Cali Toxic Chocolate is out today, as well as I'm sure y'all saw Lotto featuring 21 Savage. There's a video out now, Wheelie. She got a BBL. Her hips and her ass a little fatter. Oh the who paid was a scammer. Oh I heard they got married in Africa. Oh like a Wheelie. Hop on top and I go silly. All right, so a lot of new music for you guys because um, it is Friday, so it should be fun. Uh, activities this weekend listening to all the new music. And that is your Rumor Report. I'm Angela Yee. All right. Also, shout out to uh, Bun B. Bun B got a, a project out today. It's called Mo Trill, and he's also performing at the rodeo tonight in Houston, Texas. He sold that out, so... Shout out to uh, Bun B and Corey Mo. Congratulations on the project. And don't forget, uh, out in Houston, my car show, you can pick up your tickets. It's going to be a Texas versus New York car show. I spoke to a lot of my guys out in Houston. They're bringing the fleets out, so it's going to be a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing a lot of cars from New York City. It's going to be a lot of fun. New York going to get embarrassed. It's June 19th. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. New Why York is that? going to get embarrassed. We're going to have a huge Texas. paid in full section. Uh, Man. The, Don't nobody care about that sob with the VVSs? It's, not, it's, it's BBSs. Not Whatever VBSs. the hell. Somebody S's. VVSs are uh, uh, stones, yes. diamonds. BBSs. Y'all going to have a bunch of luxury cars that you we took off the lot. Too. Yeah. We have some exotics, too. We have some exotics, too. We have a little bit of everything. Houston puts thought. The South puts thought when they trick out their rides, okay? That's not. It's, it's really not even close. Okay. We'll see. June 19th. If you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets now. Click the link in my bio. And uh, shout to 93.7 to be out in Houston. They presented that show. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Shout to Trader Truth, Mr. Rogers, Slim Thug, Paul Wall, uh, Bumby, a host of other people. We got some surprises. And we got some New York surprises, too. So uh, get your tickets. All right, let's get to the mix. Now, uh, what, like a couple days ago was uh, the anniversary of Big's death. Uh, and I told you up here that, you know, the family once told me that they don't want to celebrate that they want to celebrate his born day, so we're gonna do a mix today. Today not his born day. I didn't say it is the born day. Let me finish. We're gonna celebrate today. I didn't want to sell. I didn't want to play a Biggie mix on the day that he died, so I want to do it today. Just a, a general day to celebrate Biggie. What? I can't do that. What? I can't just play Biggie music. I'm always happy to hear Biggie music. Okay. So you should have been happy to hear it on March 9th as well. You fought if y'all fought me on that. But 
Whatever. I didn't fight you on that. I'll tell you, you what the family said. just was respecting the family. That's what they said. The 25th year anniversary. But this is what they said last year and the year before, so I'm just respecting the family. But anyway, let me know your favorite Biggie joint. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Shout to Shinsia and also shout to Senator Nina Turner for joining us this morning. Man, salute to Senator Nina Turner, man. Make sure that you subscribe to the Hello Somebody podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network in Ohio. Man. Please get that right in the next election for Congress, man. Senator Nina Turner is running for Congress in Ohio right now, and she's just incredible. Absolutely. And also, uh, shout to uh, everybody that uh, stopped through Talk Shop Live yesterday and pre-ordered the book. They said the uh, pre-order numbers were great, so I just want to say thank you guys so much. Uh, everybody who uh, goes to Talk Shop Live, you can actually go there now. The link is in my bio, and you order a, a copy of the book. You get an autographed, signed copy from me and the wife. And I appreciate it. They had a great conversation last night. We were on for over an hour just talking about the book, relationships, and so many people tuned in. So if you haven't pre-ordered the book, make sure you pre-order the book. The book comes out April 19th, and I can't wait for you guys nope. to read it and check it out. All right. When we come back, we got the positive note and more, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I just looked at my wrist. I got time today. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Happy Friday. Definitely happy Friday. And shout out to Lizzo. I'm going to actually be interviewing her this weekend, so I'll be posting all the details of how you guys can watch as she's talking about her new show on Prime Video. All right. And this weekend is also uh, Daylight Savings Time. That's right. (laughs) So the clock goes forward. Spring ahead. Fall back. So what I mean, on Monday, how late should I be? Should I be late or early? Early. Because if, it, if it's really six, it's really seven. You lose oh, an hour sleep. You lose oh, an hour sleep. <laughs> All right, I'm going to broadcast from home on Monday. <laughs> Shut up, <man. laughs> Listen, salute to uh, everybody who has been out there, you know, um, supporting, finding Tamika, man. That's a, uh, the first Audible project from me and Kevin Hart's SBH Productions Company. Um, brought to you by Color Farm Media and the, and the good sister Erica Alexander and everybody over there at Color Farm, man. It is number one. In um, autobiographies and memoirs, it's number one in politics and social science. It is number 10 overall on all of Audible. That is really, really huge, man. So thank you to everybody who's been supporting the story of Tamika Houston from Spartanburg, South Carolina. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, continue to do that uh, this weekend, why don't you? Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. got a positive you. note? I do. The positive. Oh, and I want to salute... Um, I do that earlier. Yes, uh, yes. Positive note is simply this: self awareness doesn't stop you from making mistakes. It allows you to learn from them. Breakfast club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done?